This episode may contain themes that are unsettling for some listeners and includes dialogue that is inappropriate for children under 14. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Juicers, welcome to episode 38. Have you forgotten our intro? I think I have forgotten it. I'm Brooke. I'm Alyssa. <laughs> and, and this is, for God's sake, don't drink the Jones juice. We have gone a week and a half without recording because we suck. You can tell, can't you guys? I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, we totally just like killed that, but whatever. And, and by we, I mean you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm. When the the days that you have your story first are the days that I say, hey, juicers. Whatever. But anyways, I guess new image, new opening. So if you guys (laughs) haven't seen our new image yet, which I mean, you kind of had to click on it to get to this episode. um, It's fucking phenomenal. It is amazing. Brooke and I are absolutely obsessed with it. Um, We kind of just figured we've been podcasting for almost a year now like okay first of all can you guys believe that it's been almost a year but two we just you know kind of wanted a fresh new look and so yeah here we are new image new opening (laughs) to our podcast but we won't do that every time (laughs) or hopefully never again (laughs) (laughs) but yeah check out our image it's amazing um shout out to alia Joao, I think is how you pronounce her last name. Um, I actually had been following her on TikTok and I messaged her and asked her if she did commissions and she does. So um, if you want to check out her um, TikTok, I meant to have it ready. um, Okay, it's at it's Joao-san. Just spell it. <laughs> <laughs> it's at I-T-S-J-O-A-O-S-A-N. Um, mm-hmm. Her work is literally absolutely phenomenal. It's incredible. Everything that she does is just fantastic. So um, definitely go look at her on there. And then um, if you want to, um, uh, you know, check out her Instagram, it's the same exact thing just mm-hmm. on Instagram. So sheetabomb.com she as we thank her so much for doing that for us and if you need anything you know get her to do it because she's just amazing dude and like i'm i'm so thrilled over our new image me too we look absolutely it looks like us but like better beautiful <laughs> not that i'm I mean, like i wish i was that pretty i just kind of want everything that's in that picture to be actually on me so (laughs) it's so cool too because she legit like put my actual tattoos on me like yeah so crazy my finger tattoos my arm tattoos everything like it's amazing yeah it made me wish that um i had sent in mine so she could put me in a short sleeve shirt with my tattoos but Alas, here we are. I'm okay with being in long sleeves because that's what I usually do anyways. Yeah, I was about to say, you pretty much live in long sleeves. And because I'm self-conscious. This bitch be over here. It's 97 degrees and she's wearing jeans and a flannel. 
I'm like, what is you doing? Okay, she says that, but it's also, you know, um, negative 50 degrees in her house, and she's just over here wearing, like, fucking booty shorts and a tank top, <laughs> and then she'll be like, oh my god, I'm so cold, and then she'll go grab a blanket, and I'm like, yeah, that's why you dress for the weather, okay? <laughs> she so. ain't lying. <laughs> but anyways, um, I'm in a jovial mood today. Mm-hmm. And it may not even be jovial. It might just be because I'm so fucking tired. Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling, Brooke? I'm pretty good. Um, I want to mention something that Alyssa and I kind of uh, discussed just briefly before we started. So I think we're going to do another giveaway soon. We were talking about doing a 20K listens uh, giveaway. I think we've maybe even passed that now. Mm-mm. No, not quite. Not well, yet. either way, we, we're not going to do the 20K. Um, I think what we have decided to do is if you purchase one of the remaining Ouija board shirts from my shop, or if you purchase... Um, a t-shirt, a koozie, any kind of uh, merchandise from our store frontier shop, then we're going to enter you in for a giveaway. And we haven't exactly figured out what kind of giveaway, but we'll be announcing that within the next couple of days. So again, if you get one of the Ouija board shirts from my shop, or you order something with our new image on it from our store frontier store, you'll be entered into the giveaway. If you do both, you'll get two entries. If you order for your mama and your sister and your cousin and you order three things, then you'll be entered in three times. Wow. Sound that like sounds a plan? good. Yeah. yeah. I think it sounds good. Um, for the prize, um, we're still kind of debating on what to do with that. So um, if you do plan to enter, if you want to throw some ideas at us, that would be helpful. We're kind of leaning towards like another serial killer you know like spooky box yeah and you know just kind of stuffing it with true crime slash paranormal paranormal related mm-hmm. things um if that's something you're into or if you want to win that let us know if there's something else also let us know so yeah. <laughs> if you have any ideas you know for a cool giveaway gift shoot them our way also please send in listener juice stories because we still need a couple to be able to do our next listener juice i think we just need one just one well hell send send them well hell well hell well hell okay so yeah well okay um well okay if if that's everything are you ready to get into it i'm ready to go let's do it all right my ears are yours all right so tonight i will be discussing the suspicious death of sandra bland And this one has always gotten to me. Um, I just think it's tragic. Um, The story contains a lot of racial injustice and discrimination. And it's a tough one. Um, This racism shit needs to stop, you guys. Like, it's 2021. Now, mind you, this case is from 2015, but it, it doesn't matter. Like, it's... It's time to get past the race, racist shit. We're okay? literally in the 21st century. Like, it's insane. <laughs> Let's and get over it. It's tough. It's it's one of those, I guess, you know, cop versus black um, cases. And those cases bother me so badly. Me too. Like, it's just disgusting, the things that happen. It literally frustrates me so bad to hear these cases. And, of course, I'm 
you know, they I do read them. To and be, they need to be heard. Yeah, it's just, it's so frustrating because it's like, this is obviously like, mm-hmm they're doing this because this person's black and and also don't get me wrong i am not a cop hater by any means um i'm not but just the amount of times that this has happened and continues to happen like there is a problem yes something needs to change absolutely so we'll go ahead and get on into this most of you guys are probably familiar with this story um but Sandra Annette Bland was born on Fe- February the 7th, 1987. So she was would be around my age. Mm-hmm. And she was born in Naperville, Illinois, which is a suburb of Chicago. She was one of five sisters. Wow. She attended Willowbrook High School in Villa Park, Illinois, and then Prairie View A&M University outside of Hempstead in Waller County, Texas, where she was a member of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority. She graduated from college in 2009 with a degree in agriculture. At Prairie View, she acted as a summer counselor for three years. She played in the marching band and she volunteered for a senior citizens group. Bland was well known as a civil civil rights activist in Chicago, and she was a critic of police brutality. She actively participated in the Black Lives Matter campaign. In January of 2015, Bland began posting videos about many subjects, including police mistreatment of African Americans. In one post, she wrote, In the news that we've seen as of late, you could stand there, surrender to the cops, and still be killed. Amen. Yeah, literally, even in 2020, 2021, that shit is still happening. And it is revolting. It literally makes me cry. Yeah. Like, another one that just bothers me so much, and I may cover it eventually, Please tell me his name. The one where the cop stood on the back of his neck. George. George Floyd. George Floyd. Literally, that one. I was just about to bring that up. That literally. Oh, it it makes me sick. When that happened, I literally cried. Oh, me too. Literally cried. It was disgusting. That video. Oh. It it, just breaks my heart. I never want to see it again. Me either. I never want to see it again. Literally him calling for his mom. And this dude is still standing on his neck like. That sack of shit needs to fry fry yes period fry that is an evil evil human an being evil man Ugh. even i couldn't even do that to like the person they hate the most no, in this no, world no i couldn't do that that was pure hate yeah it was hate that was like i fucking hate you even though you've not done a, a single thing wrong mm-hmm. i mean i don't know i can't remember what he did to get in trouble or whatever but right. like it definitely didn't deserve that no no, no, no matter what he did no it didn't deserve that it, it breaks my heart yeah. it breaks my heart and this has happened so many times, and I'm sure, you know, this is nothing new. You guys know this. And uh, At I least just, we hope you do. Jeez. Yeah. And if you don't, you're about to. So in March, Bland posted a video to her Facebook page in which she said that she was suffering from, and I quote, a little bit of depression as well as PTSD. Her sister later said that Bland had no medically diagnosed clinical depression, but had good and bad days don't we all 
Bland worked in administration for Cooks, which was a food service equipment supplier in Illinois. She left this job shortly before her death and had plans on starting a temp job on August 3rd, 2015 with Prairie View in Texas as a summer program associate. And this is where we get into the story here. On the afternoon of July 10th, 2015, Texas State Trooper Brian Encinitas, which I would like to mention here was a Hispanic man, Mm -hmm. uh, began following 28-year-old Sandra Bland in Prairie View, Texas. He was coming up on her extremely fast, closing in so near to her that she changed lanes just to give him the right of way. Um, She was under the impression that he must be under um, or that he must be headed to an emergency call because he was flying up on her so quickly. And so she switched lanes real quick, like, I'm going to let him go. So then he pulls her over on University Drive for failure to signal a lane change ridiculous she literally he was flying up on her so fast that she thought like i'm gonna get out of this officer's way so he can make it to wherever he's going and he pulls her over because she didn't signal when she got over are you kidding me literally i'm also not a cop hater but i just feel like cops do stuff sometimes and i'm like why for intimidation like what like one time i got pulled over because one of the lights on scotty's like the license plate one of the lights was Uh like out yeah and they pulled me over and like gave me a warning and the entire time they're like i feel like they thought i was like moving drugs or something because it was midnight and i was coming back from uh hanging out with my brother and he lived like 40 minutes away from me Mm -hmm. and they just do that shit yeah And, and like i can't imagine being not white and like like i wasn't scared for my life right right but if i was black i probably would have been absolutely that That is a damn shame yeah i literally and when when that kind of shit happens to me i literally think like the first thing that goes through my head is like i don't feel like i'm about to die but there are so many people every day that get pulled over that are like is this gonna be my last breath that i'm about to take am i gonna move my hand the wrong way and And get get blown away right it's horrifying horrifying it literally makes me want to puke there's that man too and god forgive me i i'm names are slipping by me uh philandro 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 i want to say that's his name but he got killed with his girlfriend and his child and in the the sh- yeah oh, i remember that one my god that one for doing nothing nothing, nothing. It, yeah. it, 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 i just can't i can't okay um so what should have been a quick and easy pullover with a minor traffic citation turns into something much bigger as we all or, you know, about to, or probably are figuring out by now. So Sandra Bland was annoyed as anyone would be with this situation, right? You're like, what the fuck, dude? Like Like, I was literally moving out of your way. Right. Like I was trying to be a good citizen. Yeah. So he literally just pulled her over for moving out of his stupid ass way, you know? So Encinio, uh, Encinitas, I'm sorry, writes her a ticket. The exchange between the two escalated after Encinitas asked Bland to put her cigarette out, which she refused to do. And then um, he he tells her to step out of the car. 
He tells her then that he will yank her out. Ew. Yeah. She refuses again, and the officer threatens her with a stun stun gun, screaming, I will light you up. Like, this is how quickly this escalated. And um, what, what like, gave him the right to even yank her out of her car? What, what because did she do wrong? she said no, she wasn't going to put her cigarette out. Um, I mean, and it's her car. So he's right? like, oh, you're not going to put your cigarette out, so you need to step out of your car. And she says no. Because that makes just perfect sense. Yeah. Right? Okay. It's just, it's absolute profiling and racism. So, in a series of events recorded by his dash cam, along with a bystander and Bland herself, Encinitas spoke to Bland. The interaction became heated, and he ends up pulling her from the car. After they moved out of the video frame, he forced her onto the ground and arrested her. Oh, my God. The exchange resulted in Bland's arrest and a charge of assaulting a police officer. Three days later, on July 13th, Sandra Bland was found dead in her jail cell in Waller County, Texas. Police stated that Bland had hanged herself with a plastic trash bag. It was said that she had used a plastic trash bag and roped it around her neck and attached it to a U-shaped metal hook. Now, let me mention here that Sandra Bland was six foot tall and she was found with her feet planted on the ground. Miss Bland was pronounced dead at 9.16 a.m. Her death was ruled a suicide. Wait, you said that her feet were on the ground. Okay, that makes zero sense. You can hang yourself without, like, actually being off the ground. It is possible. I feel that it would be a lot more difficult because you're in control. That's literally what I was about to say. But it can. You can. It can happen. I feel like it would be a lot more difficult and you would probably resist. Yeah. The whole point of like hanging is because like there's no way to stop it. Exactly. And so she, her death was ruled a suicide and her death and lingering suspicion that something just wasn't right caused protests across the nation. And most of us remember this. Yep. Um, The protests were disputing the cause of death and claiming racial violence against her. Um, I would like to talk about a little conspiracy regarding this case. So a lot of people don't believe that a simple trash bag. Okay. And let's talk. We're in a jail, right? They're using shitty trash bags. Like this isn't a Glade bag. Like this is like, (laughs) you know, janitorial thin, like, you know, 10 cents a trash bag, trash bags. Right. I also think it's glad. Glade, glad. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. And a spray. Glad. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. So, anyway, they think that this trash bag would not have been strong enough to be made into a noose and kill a six foot tall woman with her feet on the ground. Right. Okay. Like, I'm thinking just like super cheap trash bag. Yep. This woman makes it into a noose and hangs herself with her feet on the ground i mean have you guys ever bought those um like when you run out of trash bags so you just run to the nearest store and you get the cheapest ones until you can go to a better store and get like the more expensive ones right and you put that shit in your trash can and, and it, it you rips. fill it up with trash and you pull it out and it fucking rips exactly with just trash in it exactly like, like imagine fucking being, i don't know her weight but i'm imagining a six foot tall i mean i would say she was probably i mean at least 150 you yeah. know probably more you know like Excuse me? My trash never has ever weighed more than 
or even close pounds. to that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Speculation about Bland's released mugshot began quickly. Do you remember this? Yep, I do. So... Social media users claimed that Bland's mugshot may have been taken of her dead body laying on the ground. The conspiracy theorists pointed out that Bland was wearing an orange jumpsuit, which they noted was unusual for an inmate, and that Bland's eyes appeared emotionless and lifeless. I will be posting this picture. To me, it is hauntingly scary it is scary and i see exactly what they're talking about it is frightening i i i won't say that i necessarily have one opinion well i do have an opinion i do not think she committed suicide Mm-mm. now as far as the mugshot i can't say whether or not she was alive but i will say she does look dead she does so there were also questions about the position of bland's shoulders the fact that the color of the background matches the floor of the jail's holding cell, not the wall, and that the angle of the photograph um, was off, all making the case that Bland was not alive when the photo was taken. The photo, if you have seen it, Alyssa, um, you guys will see it because I'll post it with our stories, but it, it makes my stomach turn. Yeah, because there's something it. just not right. I've seen it many times before, but I'm literally looking, looking at, at it right, right now. now just to. Does she look alive to you? It's hard to say, but it's like the angle. It's almost looking up at her, yeah. like someone was like she is laying on the ground, and like because you can see like up her nose and stuff. It, it is hard to say because like, I feel like the way her mouth is mm-hmm. looks not dead, but her eyes. She does look lifeless i mean i hope and pray to god yeah that she was she was alive like i'm not hoping Mm -hmm. that she is dead in this picture but Mm -hmm. to me it's like it's hard to say yeah because it really could be either way either way yeah Mm -hmm. now a little something i'd like to mention um at the time of her death sandra bland had at least 10 previous traffic related encounters with police in Illinois and and in Texas and had been charged five times for driving without insurance four times for speeding and once once in each state while driving intoxicated and with drug possession okay so before you go on Mm -hmm. um okay so I'm like what so which one's the real picture is it this one or the other one oh no 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 no. that's not it i know that's not somebody edited that that's scary as hell on here a lot oh really yeah okay well maybe we'll have to go back and look there's like side by side comparisons okay and there's even like a diagram that's like just like on the picture like on oh fuck I don't know. I'll I'll find the real one and I'll post it. Like on this one? If the real one is that one you just scared me, then that's fucking horrifying. If that is the real one, then she 100% is dead. But um, like on this one, they like drew an, like a dot in her eye and it looks like her eye is open. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. This says the Sandra Bland mugshot conspiracy debunked. Um, but I don't know if this is the actual f- okay so they're saying that like this one there is the real one that it's doctored that's oh. what they're saying it's doctored to make her look alive alive yeah 
but this is um this is a whole article about how that one's the real one okay so i don't i don't think this would be a good read but okay so um i did want to mention you know those things about her previous you know violations but um encinitas had a history of performing pretextual traffic stops and this is when an officer stops a car on minor infringements in order to investigate other suspected criminal activity basically i call that profiling yeah that's profiling right yeah. mm-hmm. you see a car and you're like mm, they probably got drugs or you know they've you can't do that no so um encinitas had issued 1600 mostly minor tickets in less than 12 months that's ridiculous why imagine okay so 365 days in a year 1600 minor tickets how many tickets are you writing in a day you fucking bastard like you are just pin happy at this point like that's insane so um that's like an abuse of authority i feel oh for sure i mean how do you even have time in the day to do that right like you must be the most vigilant motherfucker on the planet if you are catching literally everything that everyone's doing yeah so um again i'll just kind of repeat this and sunita's had issued 1600 mostly minor tickets in less than 12 months using the pretext of little enforced minor infractions to then perform random searches in the hope of finding something criminal again profiling (coughs) studies have consistently shown that black and hispanic people are pulled over at a far higher rate than white people usually more than double even though white people are statistically more likely to have illegal drugs on them dang facts facts i mean honestly you know yeah so um just a little clarification here in chicago recent data showed a rate of about a million stops per year with roughly 72 percent of those stops involving black people and this is in a city that's only 32 percent black wow that that's that, insane absolutely i actually didn't know that chicago I thought it was more black. I did too. But learn something new every day. Ooh, so we're guys. talking 72% of these involve black people with a city that's only 32% black. That's a liter- Like, I mean, if you were to say that about like where we live, mm-hmm. I would think that's normal because mm-hmm. we are, a, we have more black people or people of color mm-hmm. here. But like if your town has way more white people mm-hmm. or other races and mm-hmm. most everybody that you're pulling over is black that's like, a problem do you not notice yeah that that's not okay yeah so if you add that up we're talking about millions and millions of stops right searches and misdemeanor arrests that are clearly targeting black people at a far higher rate than the rest of the population and tell me white privilege isn't a thing it is i i I'm not going to get into this right now, you guys, because I'll start getting heated. Me too. But I know a particular person that does not believe in white privilege, and it makes me want to scream. I know a good few people who don't believe in it, and it's like, like, yes, shitty things do happen to white people, too. For sure. Of course they do. They do. But 
like just what i was saying earlier about being pulled over and like not being scared for my life like right there that's white privilege absolutely like the privilege to not have to fucking fear for your life because of your skin color yes 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 and i don't understand how people don't understand or people are like well black people have black schools and black scholarships and black this and black that and it's like okay yeah okay how is that affecting you whatsoever like shouldn't you be happy that mm-hmm. we've because... come that far that you know and like yeah um we're we're you know probably nobody alive has ever enslaved a black person right but i mean just not that long ago we were we were you know there were jim crow laws mm-hmm. and i mean that was literally like what in the 60s mm-hmm. was it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. or i don't really remember but i think it was the 60s that was literally like what 50 something years ago mm-hmm. like yeah people are still alive from that time yep yep yeah so again i won't get deep into this because it will end up being a very long episode but uh white privilege privilege is very real you guys anyway so in response to the controversy over bland's arrest and death the Texas Department of Public Safety released the officer's dash cam footage, which confirms accounts of a, of a physical confrontation between Bland and the trooper. There was a big problem here, though. Parts of the video appeared to be edited, with images of cars and people appearing or vanishing on the road, while the audio of Encinitas' voice proceeded without interruption. Super sketch. A Department of Public Safety spokesperson said that the irregularities in the video resulted from technical issues that occurred when the video was posted. Of course. It's so convenient, right? DPS then took down the problem video and replaced it with a different version. This footage shows that Encinitas attitude changes after he asks Bland if she is irritated, and she says she is. Again, like anybody would be. Right. He initially wrote a routine traffic violation warning Bland after she moved over, but did not signal to let him pass since he was tailing her closely. After he returns to her car and speaks to her briefly again, he asks her to put out her cigarette. And she responds, why do I have to put out a cigarette when I'm in my own car? I mean, honestly, like. (laughs) I don't understand that, but okay. So Encinita orders her to get out of the car. And when she repeatedly refuses to exit, he tells her she's under arrest. Bland repeatedly asks why she's under arrest. And I don't, you know, I'm figuring out something right now. I don't know if this is Encinita or Encinia. And I'm going to have to look it up because I've got it two different ways. Is that his last name? Yeah. Just say his first name. Brian. Yeah, Yeah, Brian. That's all he deserves is Brian anyway. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm saying it's Encinita or Encinia. So whatever. And he says, I'm giving you a lawful order. She refuses to get out of the car again, stating that she is not under arrest as she is unaware of the reason and cannot be forced to. Which, correct. You need to give her a reason why she's under arrest. Right. You can't just say, get out of the car, you're under arrest. Why? Why? Because I wouldn't put out my cigarette? Yeah. So Brian then opens the car door and tells her more than a dozen times to get out of the car and get off the phone before he tries pulling her out. Bland replies, I'm not on the phone. I have a right to record. This is my property. 
The video ends shortly as after as the camera faces the floor. After struggling, he draws his taser and points it at Bland, shouting, I will light you up. Get out now. Because that's what you say to someone, right? To a woman. Yeah. You know? Like just sitting in their car, not yeah. doing anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. And at that point, she exits her vehicle. Yeah, she's probably terrified. Yeah, I'm sure. You know? Probably horrified, yeah. So once Bland is out of the car, the officer orders her to put down her cell phone and tells her she's going to jail. Bland asks the officer why. In the video, both Bland and the officer move to the passenger side of the vehicle and are no longer seen in the film, but they continue to loudly argue. Bland can be heard crying and screaming, saying that she's being hurt and questioning why he is being so rough. Bland's own 39-second video of part of the confrontation, which had been in possession of state investigators, was discovered in 2019 and aired by a Texas TV station. Bland's family and their lawyer in the civil lawsuit claim that the state had not given them this this evidence. The Texas Department of Public Safety disagreed with that. So they're like, yes, we did. And the family's like, no, you didn't. Like, I'm sorry, you guys. Again, I'm not a cop hater. I'm not a government hater. But they do a lot of sketchy shit. Makes you want to roll your eyes so far back. Oh my god! Touches your brain. Yeah, and, and and doing this podcast has made me realize how sketchy the government can be. I felt that way even before. This. Oh yeah, me too. But you know, you hear these things, and it's like, what the fuck? I think my me aging and like, mm-hmm. you know, when Facebook first came about, it was like completely different than it is now it's like basically twitter slash news Mm -hmm. and you know i didn't really realize how severe Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. you know towards people of color Mm -hmm. until like you know probably the last few years and Mm -hmm. i was just kind of like holy shit like yeah and i feel like also growing up in a predominantly you know black area you you see less of that because i feel like it mostly is black people mm-hmm. you know it, it just i never really witnessed it until you know you start seeing things that happen in other areas and you're like what the hell wow like i cannot believe that this is happening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just a few states away from me or yeah yeah with the people that share my same skin color like mm-hmm. that to me is just bananas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there is a citizen that recorded a video, and in this video, Bland is seen lying on the ground with Brian, I'm going to call him Brian, and a female police officer above her. Bland says that she can't hear and states that the officer has slammed her head into the ground. Oh, my God. She tells him that she is epileptic. This is confirmed by police... Police. Police. The police. This is confirmed by police dash cam video footage in which the officer responds. Wait for it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Good. She says, I'm epileptic. And he says, good. That alone. That alone. If nothing else happened, that was the only thing to happen. Mm -hmm. He should be fired. His badge taken away. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good disgusting fucker so in this video the officer orders the concerned citizen that's recording to leave so he feels he has to leave 
Sandra Bland also recorded the arrest on her own cell phone, and that video became public in 2019 and was not a part of the civil trial evidence. Why? I don't know. What? Because it was incriminating? Yeah. For Brian? Probably. For Brian. Brian. For Brian. I wonder what's up with Brian. Well, actually, we'll talk about it a little bit later. So the Texas Department of Public Safety said that Bland was arrested because she kicked Brian. Her charge was assaulting a public servant. DPS said that she became, and I quote, argumentative and uncooperative during the arrest. She was escorted to Waller County Jail and placed in a cell alone because she was considered a high risk to others. After her arrest, Bland told her sister on the phone that the arresting officer had pushed his knees into her back and that she feared her arm was broken. Oh, my God. And she's obviously not lying about it. You know, she's telling her sister this. A Houston television uh, station states that it obtained a voice message left by Bland after her arrest in which she asked, how did switching lanes with no signal turn into all of this? That's what I'm wondering. Because you got a racist dickhead cop. That's how. Bland's bail was set at $5,000. According to jail officials, she had been given multiple opportunities to find someone who could post bond, including a man that she was living with in Texas who ignored her calls. Her bondsman also made several attempts to secure bail. Her family later stated that they were attempting to secure the 10%, which would have been $500 needed Mm -hmm. to get her out. They just weren't able to. Right. On July 28th, police released several hours of video showing Bland at various times during her jail stay, including arriving at the jail, having her mugshot taken, and making phone calls. They said the footage was being released to the public to disprove the ongoing conspiracy theories, including that she was dead before she arrived at the jail and that her mugshot was taken after her death. A judge stated that these rumors and conspiracies had put the county at a huge risk with law enforcement being threatened. Oh, boo-hoo. Yeah. Oh, cry me a fucking river. Mm-hmm. Alexandria Pyle, who was an inmate held in the adjacent cell to Bland, later told the media that she seemed sort of distraught, was very emotional, and was crying frequently. Alexandria, who spoke to Bland through a tiny shoot, said that Bland was upset that her friend had not come to bail her out. Alexandria stated that she never heard any loud noise or commotion that would indicate foul play in Bland's death. Police statements read that at 6.30 a.m. on July 13th, Bland refused breakfast, and a half hour later, she told a jailer, and I quote, I'm fine. According to Captain Brian Cantrell, about an hour after stating that she was fine, Bland asked via intercom how to make a phone call. Cantrell stated that Bland was informed that she could use the phone and her cell with a pen, but stated that there was no record that Bland had made any call. Police stated at that at 9 a.m. Bland was found in a semi-standing position hanging in her cell. The next day, shortly after noon, police issued a statement that Sandra Bland had been found dead in her cell and that they believed that she had hanged herself. On July 20th, one week after Bland's death, authorities released video from a motion-activated camera in the hallway outside Bland's cell. The video shows no movement in and out of the cell from 734 to 907. 
She is discovered by a female officer after that time, which led to CPR being performed on Bland. But obviously they weren't able to bring her back. Right. An autopsy was ordered and conducted by the Harris County Institute of Forensic Science. This concluded that Bland died through asphyxiation and stated her death as suicide. There was no evidence of a struggle. Police stated that Bland had used a plastic garbage bag to hang herself. The autopsy report showed that Bland had multiple abrasions on the right side of her back, slight abrasions on her wrist, and 25 to 30 healing parallel cuts on her left forearm from before her arrest. That's sad. That is so sad. A toxicology report was released by the Harris County Medical Examiner's Office. This stated that Bland had a remarkably high concentration of THC in her system for someone who had been in jail for three days. This led to speculation that Bland may have had access to marijuana while in jail. Waller County Assistant District Attorney Warren Dipram said that it was more likely that Bland had ingested a very large amount of marijuana prior to her arrest, which sounds more likely to me. She probably ate it when she realized she was being pulled over. Yeah. That's what I think. There's no way. I don't think she could have gotten weed in jail. Like, in, no. I, mean, just, I don't know. Many. I think it happens, but I don't. I mean, I don't know where she would have gotten it from. Yeah. Because she was all alone. Yeah. You know? So she probably just, just ate it ate when it, she got yeah. pulled over. Which is a very, very common thing for people to yeah. do. So. And imagine if the cop had found that on her. I mean, not that it would have been worse. Yeah. You know? Much worse. Yeah. So, um, a family and friends of Sandra Bland called for an independent autopsy, and everyone who knew her said that it was impossible that she committed suicide. A friend who spoke with Bland while she was in jail said that she was upbeat and acting like herself despite the arrest. And she said, it just makes no sense. Sandy was a soldier. She wasn't phased about it. In the two days after authorities announced her death, 31,000 people tweeted using the hashtag, uh, hashtag Sandra Bland and an online petition launched calling for an investigation of Bland's death. After three days, 200,000 people had tweeted her name. Wow. Mm-hmm. After two days? Mm-hmm. Dang. Three days. Oh, three days. Mm-hmm. But still, yeah, dang. That's amazing. Yeah. On July 17th, about 150 protesters gathered outside the jail chanting, no justice, no peace, and we demand answers. Protesters outside the jail where Bland died held vigils and demanded an explanation for her death. By July 29th, 2015, at least 12 protests had been held for Bland across the United States. I remember all of that. Protesters also asked why Bland had been stopped and allegedly profiled because of her race. Reverend Jamal Bryant of the Empowerment Temple AME Church in Baltimore traveled to Chicago at the Bland family's request and called Bland's death not a case of suicide, but homicide. There's just a lot of inconsistencies with this story. Um, my question is, why the hell was she handled so rough? Yeah. Why the hell did you talk to her like she was a piece of shit from the moment you pulled her over? Why did you say good when she told you she, she was, was epileptic? Yeah. Why were you? Why did you throw her head into the ground? Yeah. Why did you have your knees in her back? She was not. Yes, yeah, she was irritated, but she was not being physical. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, why did you pull her over anyway? 
for right. getting out of your way, you know? Unless you actually weren't going somewhere. And you're, you're just profiling. Like yeah. he was known to do. Um, why was she put in jail? Because you yanked her out of the car and she probably was resisting arrest because she was terrified. Yeah, she probably thought that going with him would be her death. Exactly. And guess what? It was. Mm -hmm. Also, like, why wasn't she gotten out? That bothers me. Like, it seems like she knew quite a few people. Like, I feel like, I mean, I know not every family can afford $500 to get somebody out. But I, I just feel like it could. I don't know. I just, I feel like it should have been done. I don't know. Like a friend, somebody, like bell bonds, something. It's crazy to me when you hear people sitting for something so minor well yeah but like there are people who have like you know a hundred thousand dollar bail and they're able to get out and yeah. it's just like this is 500 bucks and like these people aren't like wealthy people by any means but somehow mm -hmm. they still have the mm -hmm. money to get out it's bondsmen you know you only have to pay a small proportion i know but even still with a hundred thousand dollars yeah, a small that's... portion of that is still big yeah, absolutely so, you know, there's the wonder, was she killed by the jailers? Um, why is there no surveillance video of her cell? You yeah. know? Yeah. They say that there was no movement, like, in the hallway or whatever. So, basically, they're saying, like, no one went in there. Um, Texas State Senator Royce West called Bland's death suspicious. Yeah. He said that the kind of information disclosed on Bland's intake form should have prompted jail officials to place Bland on suicide watch, meaning a face-to-face -face check on her welfare every 15 minutes instead of the hourly checks uh, that are normally required at the jail. Well, it seems like she didn't even have hourly checks. No, she did not. And we're about to talk about that. The FBI and DPS announced on July 16th that they had launched an investigation into Bland's death. Brian was placed on administrative duties. Administrative duties. Let me repeat that. Brian was not fired. He was just put in the office. Kill me. He was put in the fucking office. Let's just, um, you know, put you behind a desk for yeah. just, just to let this cool down. Let's yeah, just yeah. put you behind a desk. That's what they do too, and it makes yeah. me sick. It makes me. I was actually going to ask you if that happened because it's seen. Mm -hmm. It takes so much. Yeah. To like even with George Floyd, like how long did it take for them to do, do anything at yes, all? Yes, I know. I know. Oh, so he was placed again on administrative duties for violating procedures for traffic stops and was terminated by DPS following his indictment on perjury charges. Okay. So he was finally terminated. Waller County Sheriff R. Glenn Smith, who runs the jail in which Bland died, has been placed in charge of Waller County's investigation into her death. Smith was suspended and fired from his previous post as chief of police of Hempstead after alleged 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 <laughs> alleged incidents of rape right <laughs> what is happening i'm gonna repeat that entire sentence please i'm confused <laughs> okay so waller county sheriff rh glenn smith who runs the jail in which bland died has been placed in charge of waller county's investigation into her death smith was suspended and fired from his previous post as chief of police of Hempstead after alleged incidents of racism and brutality. Sketch ass city corrupt AF. Dude, at least he was fired from just alleged stuff. Like to me, that's like 
corrupt af yeah well i mean it's corrupt but like you know like we are just saying that like it takes forever and then they're just like well he allegedly has done all this stuff so let's just fire him Mm -hmm. they're probably just trying to wipe their own asses and like why didn't you just put him on administrative duties oh god so um an inspection in 2008 which was three years after Sandra Bland's death showed that the Waller County jail was again, not, uh, was, was not monitoring inmates correctly. You asked about that a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. All inmates are supposed to be monitored face to face at least hourly. Jail staff exceeded that by two and a half hours. Because they don't give a shit. Nope. They don't care. Certain inmates, including those who are assaultive or potentially suicidal, should be monitored every half hour. That limit was exceeded by 74 minutes. Wow. In August 2015, Prairie View City Council voted to rename the street that Sandra was arrested on to Sandra Bland Parkway. I think that's awesome. It's sad, but it keeps her memory out there. Yeah. The grand jury indicted Brian for perjury, a class A misdemeanor with a possible possible penalty of one year in jail and a $4,000 fine. The charge resulted from his statement in an affidavit that his reason for removing Bland from her car was to, and I quote, further con- conduct a safe traffic investigation. Basically, he claimed that he feared for his own safety. idiot you're a liar so the grand jury found that statement to be false so that's why he was arrested yeah no good that never happened she was zero threat to you no um an arrest warrant was issued for brian and he surrendered at the waller county jail and and was released after posting a twenty five hundred dollar bond bland's family called for more serious criminal charges including battery and false arrest Yes. yes Yes. Jinx. (laughs) On June 28th, 2007, a judge granted a motion by prosecutors to dismiss the perjury charge against Brian. In return, Brian agreed that he would, and I quote, never seek, accept, or engage in employment in any capacity with law enforcement in Texas or elsewhere. He also agreed to not seek expungement of the perjury charge. So basically, he got a slap on the fucking wrist. Right. Bland's family filed a federal wrongful death lawsuit. The family sought damages from DPS, Brian, Waller County, and two jailers. In September 2016, Bland's family settled the lawsuit for $1.9 million. And that is what I've got on the Sandra Bland case. Dang, well, I'm glad they got some compensation for it, even though... I'm pissed that Brian got away with it all. Literally, like, you just can't be a police officer anymore, and bye. Yeah. Literally, that's it. Yeah. When he... Just promise that you'll never apply for a cop job again. Yeah, like, you just have to promise us. Just just promise, because we know your word's good. Yeah, right? yeah. Such a good guy. You'll do it. For sure. Yeah. Dude, that kind of shit makes me like, it makes my brain want to blow up. So I know that wasn't a like murder story. Well, could have very well been, but I know that wasn't the usual like blood and gore, but I just think that's a true crime story that really needs the most attention. 
you yeah. know, and I know most of you know this story. Maybe hopefully you learned a little bit more. Um, but I just I like stories like this to to be heard and to be put out there repeatedly. They need to be put out there as much as possible, mm-hmm. you know, and George Floyd and uh because uh, the Philandro cast, oh God, I can't remember his name. You know who I'm talking about, yeah. though. Um, Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, the man, remember the man in, that uh, lit the Wendy's on fire in Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Just all these people. And, and Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these black people that have been just absolutely discriminated against. Yeah. Um, like where also their investigations just are shady and the police don't care. Like, because they are for themselves. Kanika Jenkins. Kanika Jenkins. Lavina Lavina Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Um, these are the stories I like covering because I want as much attention brought to them. And if we can reach people that aren't familiar with these stories, just to get it heard and maybe shared, maybe, you know, conversation with granny at dinner and you say, Hey, I learned this story, you know, just spread it, spread awareness. You know, this stuff has to stop. So, um, I guess really quickly we'll take our usual break and we'll be back with part two. Hi guys. What do you? You know what? I'm gonna fight you for doing that. I'm gonna do it. Okay. Let's go. I'm about to jump over this iMac and beat your ass. Hello. Okay. Okay. Bet you won't. Yeah, because (laughs) you know why I wouldn't do that to you? Because you love me. No. Because oh. I don't want an assault charge, okay? Because you don't want to get beat up? By who? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> By who? What, is Ansley going to run in here and be like, don't beat up my mommy? <laughs> me, bitch, me. Oh, no. See, that wasn't even a question in my head. Oh. Hmm. Okay, we'll see. I would probably hit you and you'd be like, oh, my God, Alyssa, why are you doing this to me? Hmm, probably. I'm just kidding. I would. I would just never do that because I'm... Like, I'm, I'm not a... F- I just wouldn't fight you, okay? <laughs> Remember when I had that dream that I fought you? <laughs> yeah, I do, actually. Oh, my God, it was horrible. Okay, guys. Um, I am doing something a little off-brand today. By off-brand, I mean we have yet to cover a story like this. And it's, what, episode 38? 38. All right. Well, um, I'm really okay. Honestly, I'm just stalling because I can't get the stand on my iPad to go down. <laughs> I'm just trying to get it, but I can't. I don't know how to work this thing. Oh God. I'm sorry. Patience. Patience. I ask for patience every day. Okay. I did it. Um. Hello. Hello. I thought you'd be proud of me. I'm very proud of you. Okay. Anyways. So I am doing an alien abduction story. And not just any alien abduction story. It is like the one that kind of sensationalized alien abductions. All right. And that is the abduction story of Betty and Barney Hill. And I also think it's quite interesting, Brooke, 
Marillo Gaddy, that we both kind of chose stories that involve racial injustices. True. Which True. mine doesn't directly relate to it, but it is mentioned, so. It's funny how we do that pretty often. Like, our stories somehow kind of, kind of go together in a weird sense. Yeah. Hmm. It was like we were born to be podcast co-hosts. It is. So, I do want to first say that I got my source from history.com. Literally, that's like one of the only articles I use. I did use other articles, but didn't end up using the information from there. So, you know, I haven't listed my sources in a while. Yeah. And that's why our podcast is going to go under because Shut up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I just know all of this information because I'm smart. Oh, you wrote all this information. <laughs> like everything that you've ever covered is something you investigated. You're right. Because I store that knowledge in my brain and I just write it. God, you should just do this podcast by yourself. Because <laughs> totally I actually joking. have to research mine. <laughs> I don't know anything until I research it and then I forget. And while I'm telling the story, I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, wow, that's news to me, even though I wrote it down. <sighs> so, anyways, Betty and Barney Hill had been married for 16 months when they decided to take their late honeymoon. Um, so, like, they just never took one and um, Barney worked the night shift at the post office where he drove 60 miles each way every night Ooh. and Betty was a social worker so you know her job is also pretty demanding Yeah, and they were just ready to take a break and just kind of get out spend time together and just you know get away from work and real life for a while yeah um, and, you know, not only did they both have pretty demanding jobs, but um, with what little free time they did have, they devoted to their church and activities related related to the civil rights movement. Oh. So, yeah. In September of 1961, the Hills took their late honeymoon through Niagara Falls in Montreal. This wasn't a planned trip. It was just spontaneous you know they decided to do this literally last minute just hop in the car and go to niagara falls right and it was so last minute that they didn't even have time to stop at the bank before it closed for the weekend wow so they're going like broke and like <laughs> yeah they literally left with 70 dollars, which i don't know how much 70 dollars would have been in the 60s but probably a few hundred definitely more than 70 now it was the last night of their three-day honeymoon and they were sitting in a diner while, you know, just taking a break from driving. Um, apparently, there was a hurricane approaching, so the couple decided to, you know, they wanted to power through the night and try to beat the weather. Mm -hmm. Barney estimated that they would reach their home in New Hampshire by 2 or 3 a.m. So they got back in their car and headed down the road. And they hadn't seen a car for literally miles as they drove down like a winding road mm -hmm. when suddenly alien no <laughs> ufo it's coming if you guys didn't hear that there was like a very loud sound in the sky just now oh my god look at those lights Alyssa. no -uh. i'm just flying <laughs> no -uh. <laughs> you scared me did i really yeah, dude i don't i don't know about you but when i like tell never you get creeped out yeah it's just like with 
paranormal or that kind of stuff. Like when we did the Black Eyed Kids, you should have seen me drive home. I'm like <laughs> looking for the Black Eyed Kids yeah. in the woods. And then I get home and I'm like, I park and I'm like, what if they're uh, in the woods? What, yeah, like what if they approach me as I get out of this car? <laughs> then I go inside and I quickly lock the door behind me and cry. So. <laughs> oh my God. So anyways, um, now that we've all established that Brooke's an asshole, (laughs) (laughs) they ended up seeing a bright light in the sky, and at first they thought it was a falling star, but the light grew brighter and bigger with every mile. Um, And Barney was an avid plane watcher and a World War II vet. He assured Betty that it was probably a satellite that fell off course and that there was nothing to worry about, which honestly... I would still be worried about that for whatever reason. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> that sounds very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> but the light appeared to move with the car. It would zigzag, ducking past the moon and behind the trees and mountain ridges, and then it would pop back up moments later. <laughs> the light also seemed to move towards them. The hills wondered if maybe the light only appeared to be moving due to the car's movement. They decided to pull over and get a closer look. Betty watched the light through a pair of binoculars. The light was actually an object spinning in the air. She told Barney, if you think that's a satellite or a star, you're ridiculous. <laughs> and Barney was a like a very brilliant man with an IQ of 140. Wow. He was a pragmatic man, pragmatic man. and didn't think it could be a flying saucer but he was uh becoming concerned it was too quiet to be a helicopter a commercial plane or even a military jet they were 70 miles away from the diner they were originally at and at this point the object was hovering just above the trees at about 100 feet Mm -hmm. which is pretty close Mm -hmm. barney abruptly stopped the car and shoved a handgun in his pocket (laughs) he's not playing anymore he's not he's like i'm gonna fucking shoot you (laughs) he got out of the car and ran into a dark field with betty still in the car oh my god (laughs) if i was betty i'd be like get the fuck back in the car yeah you know buddy's betty's not happy right now betty is like pissed the object was huge as big as a jet but as flat and round as a pancake what which, when I read that, I literally thought, like, a flat pancake. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but like, is it, that, is it that skinny? It's <laughs> <No. laughs> a skinny thing in the field. <laughs> I, like, when I read that, I was like, there's no fucking way. And, like, even, I feel like, with super advanced technology, like, there I, has to be room. I mean, I guess they're using that as, like, an analogy, but. They are. Okay. And there's a drawing of it, and we will post the drawing. And it's so. not as flat as a pancake. It is not as flat as a pancake, no. It is not. <laughs> they are liars. I mean, maybe if um, it was a very big pancake. I was about to say, like, a triple stack, at least. <laughs> like a 30 stack. <laughs> like, maybe if it was the biggest pancake in the world that was, like, 100 feet in the air. Yeah. Maybe it would be as flat as that kind of pancake, but if you just make a pancake and look at it, it's not that flat, I promise. I'm just picturing like as flat as a pancake and like as wide as this room <laughs> in a field. <laughs> yes. And it's not in a field, it's in the air above oh, whatever. The field. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah. That's what I meant. Speaking of pancakes, um it this that reminded me um 
so I have a friend named Valerie. <laughs> when we were in school, there was this girl we knew, and she had the roundest fucking face in the world. Okay, oh she did, and she was like tan, and we always called her pancake face. Oh my god, Alyssa! Like her face looked like a pancake. Well, she was a bitch though. Like you didn't say that to her face, right? No. Okay. Just behind her back, and like I would, I'm for body positivity even if it's a pancake face but she was a bitch so we didn't care then do i regret it now a little bit but not really no anyways uh, so uh where was i at okay so uh uh, uh okay it was over the field. <laughs> a triple stack of pancakes <laughs> barney looked through his binoculars at the object there was a row of windows where he could see gray beings looking right at him. Shut up. He tried to reach for his handgun, but couldn't seem to lift his hands, which also, like, this is a big pancake ship, and <laughs> your handgun is not going to do anything right. if you shoot at it. But it's okay, Barney. I understand that when you are in a moment of crisis, you yes. don't think logically. Anyway, so as he was trying to reach for his handgun, he couldn't seem to... What the fuck are you doing? Sorry. <laughs> Do you want to hear my story or not? Yes, I'm listening to your story. What are you Jesus Christ. I was Googling. I mean, not Googling. <laughs> not you Googled. I'm, I'm doodling. <laughs> doodling. God, sorry. Fuck. I can hear it. They can probably hear it too. They're like, what is this I was trying bitch? to hit you in the face with it. Jesus, it sounded like you took a straw and you were just blowing in the straw. I was doodling, not googling. <laughs> Sorry. Google. Gurgle. Okay, so when he realized that his handgun wasn't going to do anything, and by that I mean he literally just couldn't lift his hand to get the handgun, um, it was like a strange force was prohibiting him from Ooh. doing it, yeah. Suddenly, a voice told him not to put down his binoculars. And I'm just thinking, like, but he was just trying to go for his gun, so obviously his binoculars are... I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> this is when Barney realized that they were about to be captured. Oh, my God. So he ran back to the car hysterically yelling and bolted out of there. Betty was watching the craft with her head out the window when they suddenly heard loud, rhythmic beeps coming from their car's trunk. What the fuck? The couple became drowsy and instantly lost consciousness. Oh, that's so scary. Two hours later and 35 miles down the road, the couple came back to. When they got back home, obviously they were extremely confused and tried to make sense of what had happened. Within the following weeks and months after the incident, Betty checked out books from the library where she discovered the civilian UFO group National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena. She also reported the sighting to the Air Force because she was worried about radiation. Mm. In the years after their weird experience with the light, Betty was having disturbing dreams while Barney developed an ulcer and anxiety. This is when they decided to seek mental help with Benjamin Simon, who is a psychiatrist and neurologist. He specializes in hypnosis, mm -hmm. which was like all the rage back then. Yeah. Barney and Betty went to weekly uh, hypnotherapy sessions where Simon was able to help them piece together what happened on that night. This is what they could remember. After they got out of the car and Barney saw the gray beings in the pancake-shaped aircraft, 
a vessel landed on their car and put them to sleep. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. Following this, gray beings walked the hills up a ramp and into the spacecraft. Mm. <laughs> Could you imagine? No. Barney and Betty were separated and taken to examination rooms. Examination. Examination. These rooms had curved walls and a large light hanging from the ceiling. They were told to climb up onto a metal table, which was so small that Barney's legs hung off the sides. Can you say hell now? No, I can't. How do you say that? (laughs) What? You said, can you say hell no? Yeah, I know. I'm saying, like, could you tell the aliens, like, hell no, I'm not getting on there? They were under, like... Hypnosis. Or something weird like that. Which, you know what really just gets me about this entire thing? What? It said that there was a large light hanging from the ceiling, but in my head, aliens can see in the dark. Yeah. Like, they don't have big eyes for nothing. But it's like an examination room. I'm, I'm picturing, like a, like, a doctor's office, and they need to see everything super up close. Yeah, but in my head, aliens can just see everything all the time. I guess. I don't know. How do you know? I don't know. Are you an alien? I'm just saying. (laughs) That's what I always think when I think of aliens. They're like cats. They can see in the dark. Maybe. But that's the only thing that they're like a cat with. (laughs) Even if I could see in the dark, I'd still want a really bright light if I was doing an examination. Well, I'll remember that when you need to do one. (laughs) (laughs) So the beings removed the hill's clothes and plucked strands of their hair. They took clippings of their nails and scraped their skin. These samples were placed on glass slides. Needles connected to wires probed their heads, arms, legs, and spines. The spine kills me. A needle that was... Four to six inches long was inserted into Betty's abdomen. Wow. This was like a pregnancy test, by the way. Oh. This was literally like them checking to see if she had an infant inside of her. And then I'm just wondering why they thought that that's how we do that here. Yeah. Did she? No, I don't think so. Okay. And so Betty was like doubled over in pain while this was happening. So it was not a, I mean, four to six inches long. That's a, that's a long needle. So like, what were they going to do? Like try to poke the baby with it? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. They poke the baby with it. They're like, oh, I feel the baby. So she is pregnant. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, your cousin, Jake, Mm -hmm. you know what he said? What? To us when Titus was a, a newborn. What? You know how babies have the soft spots on their uh-huh. head? He literally said one time to us that he wanted to open a Capri Sun strong stick it. Oh my God. A Capri Sun. I'm just like, what? That's the- my kind of sense of humor, though. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think about that all it the time. It seems like it would be very easy to do. Yeah, Pop. no, it does. And like, that's what I'm kind of thinking here. Like, they stuck the needle down her belly and it like yeah. into the baby's soft spot. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So, during the whole process, the being that Betty and Barney called the leader stood by and watched the examinations. After Betty's examination, the beings excitedly came back into the room. They had discovered that Barney's teeth could be removed. Oh, he had dentures. Yeah. 
well, I was going to say which all teeth can be removed, obviously, but yeah. Barney wore dentures. Oh, they're probably like, oh, what is this? They just did not understand. This is so cool. <laughs> Later, when Betty was alone with the leader, she asked where the craft had flown and admitted that she didn't know much about the universe. The being, in a joking manner, said, if you don't know where you are, there wouldn't be any point in telling you where I am. And I would just be like, well, then, okay, keep your secrets. (laughs) But while Betty was under hypnosis, she was able to draw a star map that was shown to her on the ship. Okay, so this is where it gets into, I did read other articles. I tried to find out if that star map matched, like, an actual whatever that we know of. And... There are a lot of sources that say yes, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of sources that say no. So I decided I wasn't going to deal with it mm-hmm. or get into it. So just know if you want to look at that, by all means. I think astronomy.com or whatever that is, they said um, that it was, like, not accurate. Okay. So I guess I believe them because, like, mm-hmm. they seem to know about astronomy. <laughs> so <laughs> anyways... Um, Barney and Betty weren't the first people to spot a UFO or to report an abduction, but it largely shaped the way we think about aliens and abductions to this day. According to Christopher, Christopher Bader, who is a professor of sociology at California's Chapman University, alien encounters were always friendly. People reported aliens living on Earth, and on the weekends, they would go back to their home planets. This changed when the Hill story became publicized. Abductions abductions shared significant details such as medical examinations and experiencing missing time. The aliens called the Greys with large heads and big eyes became sensationalized and appeared in pop culture, examples being close encounters of the third kind and shows like the X-Files. Stories like what happened, stories like what the Hills experienced, helped pave the way for a new understanding of human experience. Richard J. McNally, who is a Harvard psychologist, says, The alien abduction phenomenon, in my opinion, shows how sincere, non-psychotic individuals can develop beliefs about and false memories of incredible experiences that never happened. Hmm... Experts still can't explain why intelligent and mentally stable people come forward with their experiences of alien abductions. Some psychologists suggest that sleep paralysis and hallucinations play a big role. It's also theorized that leading questions during hypnosis could be how abductees unlock these memories, which makes sense. Yeah, but if it was a single person, it would be more feasible. It was two people remembering the same exact experience well i i mean i'm undecided about aliens i guess i believe in the possibility of them Mm -hmm. obviously because you're like oh my god look at these strange lights outside and i get freaked out (laughs) but i think i believe it i don't always think that i don't know i mean Oh, I 100% think there's something else out there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that what they experienced was this, but I do think that 
you know, just even like when, you know, police do interrogations and they can manipulate you into. Yeah. Kind of saying things. And I feel like under hypnosis, you're probably more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So I do think that that can happen. And I mean, I guess it could maybe happen with two people, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I just feel like a lot of their story was very similar to it, you know, being, you know, um, coached yeah unless he was kind of mentioning things that like betty was saying or barney was saying so Mm -hmm. i don't know um it's also theorized that people who report abduction see the world a little differently than the rest of us according to research having a vivid imagination is highly related to having a false recollection of an event this group of people score high in magical ideation and are more likely to believe in ghosts and tarot readings all of this is according to McNally. You know, RH negatives are um, more prone to alien abductions as well. Yes, I did know that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> let me know how it goes. <laughs> I don't know. And, and that could have something to do with our creative imaginative side as well. It could. It very well could. <laughs> Many people think that the Hill story was produced by stress. Betty and Barney were an interracial couple living in a predominantly white area in the 60s. Oh, were they? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Was Barney black and she was white or vice versa? Barney was black and Betty was white. Oh, okay. So that's why they were civil rights. Yeah. Ah, cool. Yeah. The year of their hypnosis was 1964, which was when Cold War tensions were, you know, prevalent and marked by civil unrest where numerous urban riots erupted during that summer. Bader states, you have a biracial couple at a time where obviously it was not easy to be a biracial couple. Mm -hmm. Look what those aliens were, a mixture of black and white. I find that very meaningful. Yeah. Which I personally believe is bullshit. Well, because they were gray, he's saying. It's like... Like, I'm, I I can't deny that racial tension doesn't produce stress because it absolutely does, right. for sure. Right. Especially back then, I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't believe it would have produced, like, a shared psychosis. Right. Where they were abducted by gray aliens, especially because they were on vacation. Like, this was supposed to be a stress-free, like, relaxing time. And it's not like they were mentally ill. Like, they were completely normal humans. Like. Exactly. So... I just don't buy that. And I think that that's grasping at straws that they're like, oh, the aliens were gray, which is a mix of black and white. Like you're yeah. finding meaning in nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm also not a psychologist, so I don't know. Memories can be distorted by stress and distraction or even or can even be manufactured. When you're developing a false memory, the brain works to fill in the gaps and oftentimes adds ex- extra detail that may not even be related to the actual event in the first place Hmm. according to psychologist michael sherman it has a lot to do with the patternicity which is the tendency to see patterns even when none exist examples like this are seeing faces in the clouds or by assuming that one event is caused by another along with this past experiences help shape how we perceive things and this is kind of where it gets a little interesting Hmm. So, as I stated earlier, that Barney was a World War II vet. Yeah. And he thought that the leader of the Greys looked like Hitler. And 
that he seemed menacing. While Betty was excited to see the aliens, had a conversation with the leader, and was even promised a book to take back home with her, although allegedly the crew members would later overrule that decision. So they both have a very different interpretation of the leader. Yeah. Which I think is important. Yeah. Christopher French, who is a psychologist specializing in human experience related to the paranormal, wrote in his book, The Guardian, what we see in here, especially under less than ideal observational conditions, can be heavily influenced by our prior beliefs and expectations. Despite all of that, the... Damn, I just wrote the the abbreviation for... God, where did I put that up? Are you kidding me? Okay, the National... Kidding me? (laughs) The National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, which is like NICAP, NICAP, NICAP. Their scientific advisor cross-examined the Hills and found their story credible. The Air Force's Project Blue Book, which I may cover at some point, so I'm not going to go super into detail about that, Mm -hmm. Um, but they dismissed the story due to the reasons of the couple not seeing a spacecraft, but in actuality, it was like Jupiter. Hmm. So they're saying like, they didn't see a a fucking UFO, they saw a planet. Uh (laughs) So I don't know about that. I don't know. (laughs) This, uh, the psychiatrist that administered the couple's hypnosis feels as though the Hills didn't make up their story. He concluded that Betty had dreamed the entire scenario and Barney <sighs> absorbed it. I don't know about that. Me either. On a 70s radio show, Simon said, I believe implicably, implicitly sorry, in the honesty of these people. Over the years, Betty has never turned away from what happened to her. She even became a prominent voice for UFO research and claimed that she 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 was visited multiple times throughout the decades following her abduction. Wow. And um, I meant to write it down, but like Barney died at like the age of 46 and no. she died in her 80s from... I think it was some type of cancer, which I think is sad, but mm. um, I could have gone a lot more into detail about that. Um, like there are people who like interviewed her in the future or like, you know, later on in life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of, um, things that like are, you know, you can't really explain it. I believe them. I did. Well, I definitely think that something happened Mm -hmm. for sure. I mean, why lie? What's the point? Exactly. It's not like it, nobody ever said like they were attention seeking and you know what I mean? Like, it sounds like they were good, honest people that really something happened and not just that but like this is the 60s and they're a you know biracial couple yeah and so that would have drawn more attention a lot of attention to them in a way something that that you probably didn't want like not only is you know she married to a black man but they're they're both fucking insane yeah Yeah, exactly so i believe that something definitely did happen whether it's aliens or not i don't know i feel like they're saying it is so it kind of i mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It happens. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I liked I think, it, though. That was different. I think it's interesting, and I do want to do more alien stuff, but 
it's kind of hard to research alien abductions. Like I've started on some before and I'm like, this, it just gets confusing. That, and I feel like it's easier to do a true crime than it is a paranormal or a conspiracy related story because there just isn't as much info and there's so much conflicting info. Right. You know what I, you know what I mean? And everything is like. It's all alleged. Exactly. 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 What I was about to say, it's none of it can be proven without a shadow of a doubt where things in true crime can be. Mm -hmm. So it just makes it harder to, you know, kind of make a timeline for things. And then there's so many like, you know, these reports say this, but this report says this. And well, I like that you do things like this, though, because I'm not brave enough. I like facts. You know, but I love hearing your, your stories like this. Cause they make you think, you know? Yeah. And now I I'm going to be scared to drive home. Oh Lord. She's going to get abducted y'all. <laughs> Don't say that. I'm, I'm kidding. Adducted. Adducted. A duck is going to become uh, my friend. She's going to get adducted. <laughs> um, I'm going to do something next week, guys. I think I haven't made up my mind a hundred percent, but, um, something out of my element because, I feel like I'm very predictable with my stories and I hope you guys still enjoy them. But like, I feel like I always do like, was it a suicide? And I always do woman victims and, or woman killers or family annihilators. I feel like my stories are very predictable. So I think next week I'm going to kind of step out of my element and uh, give you guys something new. So. Sounds good. I think I do. Maybe, but I'll probably end up doing a, was it a suicide? No, I'm just <laughs> Fucking hope not. <laughs> oh, really? You don't well, like my stories? I do like your stories, <laughs> but I think having some diversity in it would be good. Because, I mean, yeah. I've done things like Scientology. And yeah. I just, I like what I like, you know? I, well, I fucking hate so much of the shit that I cover, but it's like. You think other people will like it. Right. Or or I find something interesting about it. Like, right now... Okay, I know I said I was going to finish Scientology. I've been waiting. You just can't. Literally, I went through a huge kick where I was just constantly watching things about Scientology. Because, like, I knew about Scientology. Yeah. And I just didn't know anything really about it. I just kind of knew what it was. You need to do one more episode. I might. I might... Because I we got a lot of listens on those Scientology yeah, ones. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say is, like, I wasn't expecting those mm-hmm. to get that many listens, but mm-hmm. it seemed like you guys really didn't like hearing about Scientology. So mm-hmm. I'm just kind of scared for my life, TBH. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a few stories I want to cover, and I'm scared for my life. So. Like what? Mm-mm. Spell them. They won't know. <laughs> they well, uh, P-I-Z-Z-A-G-A-T-E. Um, old Mrs. X president's wife, (laughs) you know. Okay. I kind of want to talk about Pizzagate for a second, if that's okay with you. Well, she just said it out loud. Oh God, she's coming. We're going to get suicided. I mean, I mean, Pizzagate. Pizzagate. I want to say that before, I do want to cover Pizzagate also, but I do also want to say that I want you guys to know that I think QAnon is fucking bananas. Do you? Oh, they have some very, very, very sketchy beliefs. Well, but some of them, I don't know. I've done some research and some of it's... 
Um, I'm going to send you a podcast to listen to about it because I never dug that deep into QAnon Mm -hmm. because I I got like fell down the rabbit hole one night. Yeah. And that's the bad thing about QAnon. Yeah. And there are some stuff that I do agree with QAnon about, but Mm -hmm. for the most part, I think staying away from QAnon is like, you think they're way out there. I think you'll just have to listen to the podcast I listened to because it kind of opened my eyes to some insane stuff about QAnon like some is it a podcast by them no oh okay like an anti Mm -hmm. yeah well an anti is gonna say bad stuff you know what I mean so I think you need to look at it both ways yes but I think that when you listen to this you'll kind of understand they have a lot of like anti-semitic you know beliefs Hmm. and it just and i didn't know about any of them at all until i kind of listened to this well i'm fully you know i'm open to learning as much as i can and a lot of their stuff like i believe pizzagate is real Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily believe in the whole sacrificing the children to satan and drinking the blood or Mm -hmm. you know getting the and digichrome or whatever the fuck it is i don't adrenochrome yeah i don't believe that but I do think that there is a pedophile ring going on, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's just Democrats mm-hmm. like QAnon wants you to believe. Right, I, right. I think right. it's a mix of oh, they're anyone and like everyone. Trump is Christ. Like they, you can see, that's another scary thing yeah, too. Is. is like they literally would suck Trump's dick. Yeah. On oh yeah a snap. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's so, the thing I don't like. And, the, and a lot of their posts are they literally think that. Like, do you know exactly what QAnon is? Like, how it started? No. So, QAnon is like... We don't know if it's a person or a group of people. Right. Um, But I think it... I'm not entirely sure about this, but I think it's kind of like a... It kind of um, came from Anonymous. Yeah. Because Anonymous was completely different before QAnon. Yeah. And um, they claim to be like you know somebody who has classified information correct and which people have speculated that it's like trump himself people have yeah you know things like that but i've also read a lot from them it was like you know this is gonna happen like martial law is gonna happen on this day yeah, and but it doesn't. And yeah exactly yeah, exactly that's literally what i was about to say they make yeah. all these predictions like hillary clinton's gonna be arrested on this date and then it doesn't happen and then and so the the podcast I listen to is basically talking about how QAnon is very cult-like. Yeah. And I do agree with that. I think QAnon is very problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't think that... Some of it could be truthful. I think there are bits of truth in some things that they say, like Pizzagate. Mm-hmm. I I mean, if you read Hillary's emails, like there's oh. or John Podesta's emails, there's yeah. no way on earth that they're talking about just hot dogs and pizza and stuff right, like that. Right. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. But I don't think it's to the extent that um QAnon mm-hmm. or Q just, you know, goes into it with. And I, I think a lot of it is um like in the podcast to talk about um, you know, how they use words like you know, like the Great Awakening or the the storm mm-hmm. that appeals to religious people. Like these are terms that you've heard in your religion, mm-hmm. and it brings people in because they feel safe with these words. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't know if this is cues, like 
actual goal Mm -hmm. or if he think or they whatever if they think that um like this information is actually true Mm -hmm. i really don't know but i think it is problematic and i know we just went on a super long rant about this (laughs) but i just wanted to say i know i talk about pizzagate a lot and i don't want you guys to think that i'm like a QAnon supporter because i'm not (laughs) i i'd like steer clear of um those problematic rabbit holes Mm -hmm. but um i do think pizzagate is real to an extent so Mm -hmm. yeah well well (laughs) (laughs) anyways um so i guess if you want to join our facebook group you can do so at for god's sake don't drink the jones juice um, you can follow our Instagram and TikTok at Don't Drink the Jones Juice. You can buy our merch at storefrontier.com slash Don't Drink the Jones Juice. You can follow out. Did I say TikTok already? Yeah. I think so. Um, you can buy our merch from Brooks Shop. Um, yeah, how many like, Ouija board shirts do you have? Left? I think I have like 10 or 11. 10 or 11. You guys buy those. Really quick, I know I mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast, but we will be doing a giveaway very soon. Okay, the way I'm kind of writing this up, if you buy one of the Ouija board shirts from my shop, you will be entered into the giveaway. If you buy a piece of merchandise from our store Frontier shop with our new logo on it, you will be entered into the giveaway. There will be no limit. If you buy four shirts, you get four entries. But we'll be posting this within the next day or two. Um, we'll probably let it last for a couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, so we're ready to do another giveaway. It's time. Um, also, we haven't quite put our new image on merch yet. So if you are listening to this and you go directly to our store frontier, it may not be there yet. But just know, like, within the next, you know, day or two, it will be. It's coming. So don't don't freak out or anything <laughs> um do you have anything else you want to say before we skedaddly do no ma'am okay well thank you guys for listening and we're super glad to be back i miss this a lot <laughs> we'll see you guys monday monday we're making it happen on monday well i mean we record on sundays but it comes out on mondays i feel like i kind of feel like i have something to do this sunday oh my god Maybe. I'll (laughs) check my calendar. Okay. Well, for God's sake. Don't drink the Jones juice.